You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into whatever part of the body you choose to accept said Blue Jays talk. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Andrews, back with you for another episode And I say one of your hosts because finally, finally, after after a two week vacation where he appeared on the first episode of this new era of Locked On Blue Jays and then frittered off to the Dominican Republic for a couple weeks while, you know, I'm up here uh, dealing with the gale force winds of the Canadian quote unquote spring. Ryan Miller is back on the program, everybody! Yay! Yay! Well, you know, I was I was so exhausted from that first one, I needed a two week hiatus. Oh, oh, my fan. Yeah, hopefully, I don't need another two week hiatus after this one. Oh, I, I, you'll be fine. You didn't oh. miss anything while you're away. Just the complete disintegration of any hopes and dreams this team had. Um, but yeah, don't worry about that. Um. No, it, it's good to have you back. I'm sure you're well-rested and, and totally sunburned and had all the fine Dominican food and beer and did all that good stuff. Rocked some Presidentes. Lots of tequila and Coke. Oh. it's in, it, it sounds gross, but it's actually delicious. You, you'll have to try it. Um, pro- probably not. Tequila is my my bogey alcohol for reasons uh-huh. that we, we shall not get into on this podcast because we yeah. need to keep it somewhat clean. Yes. Um, but no, so since, since the other Ryan was away, um, he is coming into this Wednesday segment completely fresh with no idea of what Stephen Brown has done to muck it up. Um, so... Mr. Miller, we are going to do the second installment of the Locked On Blue Jays Pint Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Yes. So named in loving tribute to that Royal Canadian Air Force segment that I think only one person got the reference to, maybe. But no, this this is the part of Locked On Blue Jays where I and my co-host will take differing sides on an argument that has plagued Blue Jays Nation, and we will discuss it to the best of our abilities and eventually arrive at a conclusion where I am right, and we just go on about our merry day. I'm glad that we got the rules out of the way and the uh, how we're going to finish this segment off. <laughs> well, well, see, this is what happens when you go on vacation. You miss the rulemaking meeting, and... It, it just happens the way it is, so I'm I'm not sure what you're complaining about. No complaints. That's right. And there can be no complaining about the topic for this week's pint counterpoint. It is it is a topic that has swept the Toronto fan base since his time arriving in in the hearts and minds of Blue Jays fans. Just just dancing around in their dreams, waiting for him to arrive. We are going to, of course, talk about Kevin Smith. No, no, sorry. That's 
That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about Vlad Guerrero Jr. Come on. Of course we're talking about Vlad Guerrero Jr. He is the he is the driving force of the of the hopes and dreams of Blue Jays Nation now that the 2018 team has just started to completely fall apart. Um a lot of people want Vlad up with this team right now. And a lot of people got excited this week when Vlad posted a photo at JFK. They're like, oh my god, Vlad's in Toronto! And it turned out to be fake. Because Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a millennial, and he knows how to troll the fans. So, everyone's hopes got up, but it does beg the question, should Vladimir Guerrero Jr. be called up to this team right now? Um... Ryan, since you wrote an article at the start of the season saying that Vlad Guerrero Jr. should be stashed away until 2019, I'm going to assume you are going to maintain that position. For the sake of this podcast, yes, I shall. Oh, don't don't say for the sake of this podcast. Come on. You, no, you... I, I, I honestly, I, I do think that it's in the, the Blue Jays' best interest in... I know that nobody wants to hear about the uh, pushing beans and stuff and counting pennies and all of that stuff, but I think that having Vladdy come up now and starting his clock now versus 2019 in, in June or middle of May would be better for them in the long term. Okay. Well, as, as the minor league specialist of, of the duo... This, this makes a lot of sense, and it makes sense for you to take this position. As the major league specialist of this duo, I look at this team, and I say, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. should be up right now. The, look at what this team has for offense. Like, like it, it is a black hole throughout the line. Like, like um, we, are, we are recording this on Wednesday morning, so let's take last night's game, for example. Was there at any point in time where I thought the Blue Jays could come back? And try and make a game of it against the Mets? No, there is no point in time where I thought that because the offense is not good. They cannot get consistent hits. It is something I've been saying over and over again while you were on the beach in the Dominican Republic sipping on tequila. So this Blue Jays offense is absolutely terrible and the most dynamic bat they have is in New Hampshire. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. should be up to give this offense something to be excited about other than flipping a coin to whether or not Teoscar Hernandez hits a home run or a double play. Well, like this is, this is the glory of, of baseball is, is the, how fans can become so, so enamored with a player. And then the minute they struggle, they want to throw them to the wolves. They want to DFA them. They want to throw, they want to trade them for um, a bucket of balls. When we have you prior, seen Kevin prior... Morales lately? No, You'd be no, lucky no. to get a bucket of balls. You know you're <laughs> you're a hundred percent correct. I I completely agree with that. But if you brought up Kendris Morales, Kendris Morales, I would want Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to come up as a nineteen year old. And be placed right in the DH role. But you you don't have to do that. You have enough old people on this team. You can put him in at third base for Josh Donaldson. You can put him into the outfield if you don't want to run who 
uh, Curtis Granderson out there for a day. There there are positional slots available for a guy like Vlad Guerrero Jr. who can play multiple positions and who probably should learn to play multiple positions. But should he be should he be playing or learning how to play those multiple positions at the major league level when our our main purpose for having him in the majors is to get him to provide offense. You don't want him to be thinking in the outfield, you know, please don't hit it to me, please don't hit it to me. That's going to carry over to the plate. And now all of a sudden, now instead of hitting um, hitting the way we, he's going to be hitting like Kendris Morales, God forbid. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no one can hit like Kendris Morales unless they are blind and have a seeing eye dog only to that was trained improperly and tells him to swing at fastballs when they're really curveballs. That, <laughs> he, can't, he can't even hit fastballs anymore. No. Who are we kidding? <laughs> no. The dog is off in the, in the other dugout looking for bubblegum. It, it, it just frustrates me, Ryan, to watch this team knowing that it could be better almost instantaneously, knowing there's a guy batting over 400 at AA who is the second coming of his dad, who is a Hall of Fame player, and he's just sitting there while while Kendris Morales gets at bats, while Gio Urshela gets at bats, while, while whatever rotating carousel of outfield prospect gets at bats. These are at bats that could be used far more productively with a guy like Vlad Guerrero Jr., who is who is showing that he's showing that he's bored playing against double A pitchers, trying to bat against double A pitchers. He's he's just wrapping everything. And and you gave me fodder for this because you told me that so far today he's three for three. His batting average is now up to like four ten. It's four fourteen. Even Actually, better. Sorry. sorry, I just updated my screen. He is now four for four with <laughs> with three runs scored, two doubles, a home run. That's his RBI. He even has a stolen base, and he is now hitting four eighteen. You are really bad at point counterpoint, Ryan. Where you are giving me that fight. Why should he not yes. be doing that for Toronto? Why is he still doing that for New Hampshire? The, the the only the only argument that I can really give is one there's with the current roster there's no position for him to play every day the, right and you and you don't want him, you don't want to bring him up and just stick him at in in the DH role the other the other point is fine financial right you know we know the Blue Jays are penny pinchers they're not like they they do. Sp- I shouldn't say that. That's 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 mean. That's mean. That's mean of me. I shouldn't say that. They do have like the eighth highest payroll in the major league, so they can't be that bad of penny pinchers. Exactly. But they haven't been spending. They don't. They have some very unfriendly contracts right now with Tulo being on the disabled list, and he gives you nothing. Um, Russ Martin, he's got a twenty million. I know he brings a lot of value and everything, but twenty million for a guy that plays maybe three or four games a, a week, you know, is a, is a little high. And you're you're hoping to sign uh, Josh Donaldson this off season, which you know that's a topic for another day. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, 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 I actually have some thoughts on that. Maybe, maybe we should have those those thoughts on that right after this break. Maybe, maybe that would be a good point. All right, let's do so, that. So, but, but, you know, to be able to save a little bit of money on, on Vlad, you know, let him let him continue to just, you know, tear apart and humiliate minor league pitching for another year wouldn't be a bad thing for the Jays moving forward. The last thing that we want to do is bring him up too soon and him turn into the next Travis Snyder. All right. That, that, that opens a whole other kettle of fish, but I, again, th- this is stuff that I will, I will yell at you right after this break. That's right. <laughs> okay. And there are, there are a couple things. I want to unpack from that, but let, let's let's start with the with the money issue first because you brought that up. Um, you said this Blue Jays team is trying to re-sign Josh Donaldson. I don't think they should. I don't think they should try. I think they should trade him, and I think they should move on from him. Vlad Guerrero Jr. was raised as a third baseman. There. This is not going to be about finding a position for Vlad. Vlad is going to have a position. This is about finding a position for Josh Donaldson. And if Josh Donaldson doesn't want to be a DH, if he doesn't want want to accept, maybe he has to play first base if they decide they can't uh, pay Justin Smoke what he wants. If, if he's not willing to do that, then Josh Donaldson needs to go. Because that is $23 million that can be much better spent on making sure you have Vlad Guerrero. Even, even if that means you burn an extra year. That is money that goes towards Vlad. Troy Tulowitzki's money goes towards Vlad and Bo Bichette. And, and that, like you said, it's the eighth highest payroll in MLB. But because of these older contracts that the previous regime brought on... It's it's time to start planning how to allocate that money once that money is available, and I am more than willing to give all of that to ensure that Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a Blue Jay for a very very long time. So, question for you then: Would you sign him to a, a long term, or attempt to sign him to a long term contract like the Phillies did with Scott? Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, Kingery. Yes. Yes, he he is just proving he can't miss. And the and the fact that we are discussing him coming up um who are, who are the who are the two best players in Major League Baseball right now in your opinion? I'm I'm guilty of not knowing that since I follow too much minor league, but I would oh. I would go with a solid uh, a solid Aaron Judge and Bryce Harper. You are half correct. <laughs> Bryce Harper. <laughs> Bryce Harper is correct. The other answer is Mike Trout. Mike Trout, right. Mike, okay. But you you are you are guilty of er, like everyone else and forgetting Mike Trout exists. Yes, cuz he he plays for a a, a crappy team. They they were leading the division last night. Are they? They're See, ba- they're battling I, the I, Astros. I just do not follow the major league stuff uh, enough. Uh well well if you did if you did Ryan if you if you followed players after they graduated you would know that both Bryce Harper and Mike Trout started their MLB career at the age of nineteen and and, and Mike and, Trout fell flat on his face at the at the beginning when he was nineteen did he not 
No, but then the next year he was an MVP. So we can bring – you're saying bring Vladdy up, let him fall on his face, and run the risk of him not not winning the MVP in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's a, actually a very good chance the way he's hitting. Because, like, like I'm, I'm wondering what this does for him, Ryan. What – like he is going to have to learn how to struggle at some point. He's not struggling at New Hampshire. There is no, no, there's, there's no point for him being at New Hampshire anymore. When he, when he's just, just wrapping things all over the park, he's proving he's outgrown the Eastern league. He's probably outgrown the, the minor leagues in general, the way he's hitting it. Cause what, what would this translate to at Buffalo? Probably like three forty. Like something like that. Yeah, I can't dispute that. It would. He's the way he the way he's hitting. It he will continue hitting over three hundred in Buffalo. Exactly. So why not? Why since you know he can hit in New Hampshire, and since you know it's likely he can hit in Buffalo, and since this season is quickly becoming lost anyway, why not bring him up and give him a head start on learning? how to be a major league like he he already knows a lot about how to be a major league player because of his dad and spending like his entire childhood in clubhouses he already knows how to be a major league player from that perspective let him learn learn on the job let him learn in in a place where he he does have that challenge where he does like I said, learn on the job how how to be the guy who the Blue Jays think he can be. And then when you start bringing up Boba Shett, when you start bringing up Kevin Biggio, Kevin Smith, when Anthony Alford's ready ready to go, you'll have a lineup that is as feared as the one that took the Blue Jays to the 2015 and 2016 ALCSs. Vladdy is, is a special player. Like, he's got that uh, – he's got an 80 80- – 80 hit tool out of 80, you know, like you, yeah. that, that doesn't get thrown, thrown around very often. That's um, something that he has. And, you know, there's no doubt that he will hit in the majors. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that, but he's not a well-rounded player yet. In the fact that he, he plays a, a decent third base, but I really think that it, he needs, he needs a little bit more seasoning. He needs, needs more reps and I think you know if if you know this is you're you're asking my opinion so I think that I think that that's why they haven't brought him up yet I think that they are trying to um really hold off on bringing him up until they they show uh until he shows a little bit more improvement in the field as well I I I understand that and I know the Blue Jays front office has officially come out and said he's not going to come up until July at the earliest but that that was said at a time when, you know, again, the Blue Jays still harbored thoughts about maybe competing this year. But they absolutely are not competing with the way this rotation is and the way that the offense cannot consistently generate the runs needed to support a rotation that is absolute flaming garbage. So... Why why not take this opportunity to to let him learn? Because he's not learning. Like that that's the biggest thing. I know I know he's developing at double A, but I, I worry that he's not learning anything anymore. That he's already learned all he can at double A. 
and and I I'm I'm worried that that might end up stunting his growth as opposed to to giving him the the reps he needs to learn defense when he might not even be at third base like like he he is he is projected to be third base but that that's me saying that Josh Donaldson shouldn't be resigned. I don't know what the Blue Jays front office is thinking. I don't know what Josh Donaldson's camp is thinking. I don't know what's going on there. They could be working on something to keep him in Toronto and then you have to find somewhere else for Vlad to play if Donaldson's going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to be third base until I decide I'm not playing third base anymore." So then he has to learn how to play the outfield and then he has to or he has to learn how to play first base and that's going to be more reps needed. And as a whole, I'd I'd rather I'd rather him see that kind of development the way Guriel did and get get those reps on the fly and and just be able to see major league pitching because yeah yeah you're you're right that Mike Trout fell flat on his face when he was 19 he hit like 220 but the next year he hit 326 and was second in MVP voting so have, having that bit of a head start will only be good for Vlad Jr. As, as he takes this leap into the same realm that his father did. Okay, so if we're, if we're saying that we, we want uh, Vladdy up here, who do we cut? Kendris. Kendris Morales. Just like that, just gone. He can go to Buffalo What's... and try and re- try and find his swing, and if he does, that's awesome. He can be added back on. But if the Blue Jays are paying him anyway, then he can't be clogging up the roster. And I completely agree with that. I think that what um, the the Jays have to um, they have to look into their inner New York Yankee spirit. You know, it, let's be honest. Like I know we don't want to talk about the evil empire and everything, but if this was the Yankees, they'd have no problem burying thirty three million dollars. If if this was the Maple Leafs, they'd have no problem burying that. Roby Island exists for a reason. I don't follow hockey, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Basically, the Maple Leafs would buy contracts from other teams, and okay. especially long-term injured guys like Nathan Horton, and use that to acquire capital, and then they'd stash them on long-term IR where they don't count against the cap, but they're still being paid. And the Maple Leafs can do that because they're the Maple Leafs. So how many how many people do we bury in Buffalo? Kendris. And, well, I don't think you end up burying Jaime Garcia. I think he's more a DFA count candidate. But, um, yeah, just, just Kendris cannot be on this team the way it is constituted. So, he, Yeah, the glasses, the glasses haven't helped. No. The no, again, he's still, he's still seeing curveballs like fastballs, and he's still swinging at them when they're bouncing off the plate. So we we're saying that Vladdy is going to bypass AAA, yes, and just come straight to the major leagues, and we're going to DFA Kendris Morales, and only only uh, a fool would pick him up on waivers. Exactly. I'm glad you're coming around to okay. agree with me. This so, is exactly as we planned. Right. So so we we're we're bringing we're bringing Vladdy up, and Vladdy's going to hit what? for us i i think if he's hitting 240 a that's a hundred point improvement on what kendris is giving you okay and yeah if he hits 240 the rest of the way with like 15 home runs or something 
that's a great base for him hitting that age 20 campaign next year and just going ham on major league pitching. So how does this, how does bringing Vladdy up help our rotation? Because if we keep on getting out hit and outscore 12 to two, like we did last night, Vladdy or Ken Kendris Morales DHing, it doesn't make a difference. You know, you know what? I, I think that's actually a topic for another day. Because <laughs> we, we, are, we are at the end of this, this episode of Locked On Blue Jays. Our pint counterpoint segment is a roaring success for me. But Ryan Miller, I, I will graciously allow you to tell the people who may have forgotten, given that you were, you were away on the island of Hispaniola, just, you know, scouting players for the Blue Jays. <laughs> that's um, right. Why why don't you tell the people where they can find your work and how they can reacquaint themselves with you? Um, You can reach out to me at uh, uh, MuellerRyan11 on Twitter and uh, come over to uh, Jace Jace from the Couch and leave a comment. I do daily recaps of of the um, Toronto minor league system, so feel free to throw a comment. They're, They're... they're few and far between on uh, those articles, but I know a lot of you guys out there like keeping up to date on that. So yeah, that's where you can get me. Should definitely do that. You can find me on Twitter at neoac18. That's neoac18. I'll be on there complaining about whatever the Blue Jays are doing, probably, because that's all I seem to do lately. Um. Yeah, and any writing I do do, it is on jaysfromthecouch.com, so check that out. And also, check out the website um, at lockedonjays.com. It's a it's a great source for all the news around the majors regarding your Toronto Blue Jays, so be sure to do that and give it a follow on Twitter at lockedonjays. Anyway, Miller, I'm, I know I put you for the ringer on your first day back, but I am glad you are back because that was that was a pretty easy win. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not very good. I'm. I'm a, a pushover when it comes to arguments. I'm like that uh, T-Rex on Toy Story. I don't like confrontation. So, <laughs> oh, this will work out great then. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So for my co-host Ryan Miller, I'm Ryan Andrews. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Locked On Blue Jays, and y'all take care.